Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far... I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Welcome back. George Norrie with you. Rick McCallum back with us, founder of the Hollywood Ghost Hunters, author of award-winning books, Ghosts Believe in Me and the Spirits Are Out There, which just came out, by the way. It's a great book, and uh, it's, they are both available to you right now. Rick has been seen on Ghost Adventures, Home and Family, and has done many live stream paranormal investigations on the dark zone and spirit realm. Rick has worked in the stunt business for more than 40 years, has over 75 movie and TV credits, Spends as much summer investigating the haunted castles of Scotland, Ireland, and England. And here he is back on Coast to Coast. Mr. McCallum, always a pleasure. Oh, same here, George. It's always great to be on your show. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. I mean, I've been traveling the, the world, you know, getting away from COVID and all that stuff and actually really having a life again. Excellent. When did you start the Hollywood Ghost Hunters? Oh, I think it was probably about 12 years ago. And with you, of course, is uh, Kane Hodder, who played uh, Jason and Holly in the Friday 13th series. And uh, was Robert England with you, too? No, not Robert England. The uh, other main character with us is Ari Mihailov, who played Leatherface in uh-huh. Chainsaw Massacre 3. That's right. And uh, do you three still get together? Uh, not as often as we used to, uh, because when we got started, we all lived within about 25 miles of us, of each other. And, uh, you know, all three of us live in different states now, so it's kind of hard to pair up. But we are still looking for a great place to go, and we will pair up again for sure. Well, let's talk about your work. Now, you just came back from Scotland, didn't you? Yeah, I've only been back about maybe a month and a half. Uh, I was uh, doing a tour over there, and and it was all ghost hunting and castles and things, you know, right right in uh, my strike zone, so... You know, it was, it, was quite, it was quite a tour. Rick, those areas are much older than here in the United States. Does that mean anything in terms of ghost investigations? Well, I can tell you um, the difference between the United States and Scotland, especially, 
is the intensity and the frequency of the hunts. Um, it seems like no matter where you go, it, the place is haunted in Scotland. It, I mean, it, because it's had such, honestly, you know, a very bloody history uh, throughout the entire country. So it's it's hard not to find a place that's ghost hunting. And the reactions you get are so much more intense than what we get here in the United States. Well, it must be. It's it's incredible. And the castles, this, how, how about the age of the facility? Does that have anything to do with the ghost hunt? Well, I think the history of what was happening when it was built has a lot to do with it. Like uh, Balgoni Castle, which is my favorite castle, the ghost hunt, was uh, from the 1500s. So, I mean, uh, whatever was going on in the 1500s would naturally imprint itself upon the castle and anything that had happened after that. So, you know, that's that's why I think they have more intensity. They've been around a lot longer than us. Rick, to many people who have never been in a castle, they've only seen pictures of it or seen it in movies, kind of describe what it's like to go into one of these old places. Well, it depends if it's, uh, you know, an abandoned one or if it's one that's uh, working. Like Balgoni Castle, for instance, is a working castle. The, the laird, you know, he lived in, in there. He just passed away last month. A very good friend of mine. Um, it's, uh, it's exactly what you would think. It's all stone, high ceilings, you know, the, the floors are all stone and it looks like it is something that would, uh, repel cannon fire. I mean, the reason they were made was pretty much to protect themselves from the outside forces because they were having quite a few fights with the Vikings, the English you know, several different uh, big brawls that they had over there that lasted for forever. So the castles are generally just rock solid, and they're, a lot of them are made out of rock, actually. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Do they all have reputations of being haunted? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, every time I go there, I get to go to another castle. Uh, I'll give you a for instance. There's one a show, uh, you know, Outlander. They use this one palace. Uh, called Cool Ross Palace, and a friend of mine is the manager there. And when we walked in, we weren't inside more than five minutes when I saw somebody walk right by me, looked out into the room where they were walking, and there was absolutely nobody in there. Oh, jeez. So, I mean... That, that would freak me out. Well, you can, you can get... that. That is one of the things that is so cool. In Scotland, you get these things that happen, and they happen quickly. I mean... I'll go out here in the you know in the United States and I will sit in an abandoned uh, building by myself you know in the middle of the night for several hours and not get anything. I go walking into places in Scotland and boom, it's like hello Rick, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> what does this tell you? Your with your experience on ghost hunting, what does this tell you about the afterlife? Well, just the experiences I have just tells me there absolutely is one hundred percent convincing that there is an afterlife. Um, something about when you when you get a voice, when you ask a question and you get a voice on tape that responds in an intelligent manner to you, it's awful hard to say there's not something else around. Have you ever been attacked on a ghost hunt by a ghost? Uh, yeah, actually I have. Um, well, tell us what happened. Well, uh, there was a place that was called the... Uh, William Heath Davis house down in San Diego. And a girl and I, a friend of mine, Brandy, she was ghost hunting along with us. And uh, I was a guest of the San Diego ghost hunters. 
And as we started, to, we were ghost hunting on the second floor. And as we started to go down the steps, we could hear that they were doing a spirit box session down downstairs. So Brandy says, why don't we just wait on the stairs here? So she, she sat down a couple stairs higher than me, and I went to sit down, and something shoved me in the back and just launched me. <laughs> so fortunately, you know, I've been doing stunts for 40 years. I know how to react. So I, I didn't go flying headfirst down the stairs. I was able to catch myself. But uh, that could have been something that wasn't good. I've also, at Balgoni Castle, the girl behind me yelled, Rick! And right then, something slapped me in the back of the head. So... Uh, they can get a little little frisky on you sometimes. How many people, Rick, go on a ghost hunt, think it's it's all fun and games, and then they come back with their faces wide open? Well, you know, it, it's uh, I've seen that happen so many times. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you, for instance, there's a place called the, the LAPD Museum here. And, you know, with the dark zone, we were, were doing these ghost hunts. And people would come in and they would ghost hunt with me and Patty Negri and Melissa St. Hilaire and you know, uh, we would always have a few people, you know, to lead the tours. And uh, my friend Mikey Thompson and Cheryl Plum would be doing the audio. And when we would get something that was really, really, really good, you could see the faces on the people. I mean, their whole expressions changed. They, they started off with kind of the carnival, you know, atmosphere. And when we started getting answers on, like, you know, on the uh, voice recorders, and when we were starting to see things move, like, I'll give you a for instance, in the LAPD Museum, uh, the first person, motorcycle person that had ever died was a man named Walter. And for some reason, me and Walter seemed to have bonded, and because I'd been there many times. And I walked downstairs, and there was a conference room with a big table, and they had three of the K2 meters on. Now, those are the ones that pick up the electromagnetic field. Yeah. And I walked down, and I just said... Uh, Hey, Walter, are you here? And all three of the things went all five lights, and everybody just went, holy cow. <laughs> it's like, beep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you know, he's always there, right? So and if you keep going back, I mean, eventually, you know, you get to be pals. Do you bring certain equipment with you, Rick, when you go on a hunt? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you know, I, I really think the whole ghost hunting thing is getting a little over-equipment crazy to be you to be honest with you but i bring bring things that i think are really hard to refute like i bring a a, a FLIR camera which is a thermal imager and if you could pick up a heat signature shaped like a human being that's pretty convincing um it's also hard to uh you know debunk when you get a very clear answer on on tape so i, I always take those i have night vision cameras uh, you know, anything, uh, I also have partners like uh, Mikey Thompson, who has a ton of equipment. So we, yeah. are, we always have plenty of equipment when we go places. But if I could only have two things, it would be the FLIR imager and the, the uh, K2 meter. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. I used to have so many men. 
how this beguiling woman in her 50s she looked like a million bucks with zero qualifications she had a harvard plaque tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents she's got all of these maseratis and bentleys all in the driveway is it like a mansion yes it's a mansion that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels. A story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. We post a lot on our coasttocoastam.com website, the security camera videos that almost always capture some strange anomaly. Call it a spirit, call it a ghost, whatever it is on tape, and you see it coming and going, and it's weird. It really is, isn't it? Yeah, I've actually seen some of those on the, on the website. Uh, yeah, I will. What I like to do is I like to go and I did got a few things at David Oman's house, which is a pretty haunted place, uh, right next to where the Manson family did their dirty work. Ah, yeah. And uh, what I did is I actually took one of my night vision cameras and I set it on the floor, and I always set it on the ground because I don't want anything coming from up from underneath it, so it, you only get half an image, right? So if it's on the ground, you'll see the entire thing. And we've gotten several very strange things moving through there. One of them uh, looks like a tomahawk coming through the wall. Oh, geez. in midair and vanishes. Now, what happens had that spirit tomahawk hit somebody physically? Oh, nothing would have happened. It was... Uh, would it have gone through him or something? Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have hurt him at all. This, this was actually uh, pretty transparent. You know, but you could still see the shape and everything of it and the movement of it. And so, yeah, they would have been okay in that case for sure. We're with Rick McCollum, of course, who is uh, one of the founders of the Hollywood Ghost Hunters. A couple of his books that have come out, Ghosts Believe in Me, that came out uh, in 2020. And his most recent book is The Spirits Are Out There and They Are Waiting for You. What do you mean by that? They're waiting for you. Um, well, it's... it's uh... One of the things I have noticed about ghost hunting, if you go ghost hunting and a ghost doesn't want you to see it, 
you'll never see it. So, hmm. you know, it's it's uh, unless it's a residual one, which is just like a time imprint that plays over and over. An intelligent haunting is what you're looking for, where you get you know real intelligent answers to questions and things like that. So, yeah. <laughs> Rick, do you go ghost hunting as the Hollywood ghost hunters in a small group, or do you go with other groups from different countries and different uh, places? Well, you know, I actually uh, do, do go uh, more often with, uh, because like like I say, Kane and R.A. are off doing movies and conventions every weekend, and uh, I'm usually in Scotland. So, yeah, I have actually been very lucky to uh, team up with uh, the guys from Scottish Paranormal, uh, matter of fact, one of them is on the uh, TV show Haunted Scotland, Ryan. Uh huh. Okay. And uh, we have—they've been very kind to me. They actually, after we've done ghost hunting, they uh, made me an honorary lifetime member and put me in their Hall of Fame. So, very proud of that. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've been very lucky. I've gotten to go out with groups from Ireland, Scotland, England, and uh, I was actually able to uh, kind of pay that back a little bit, though. How so? Uh, a friend of mine was the uh, manager at the Real Mary King's Close, which is a very famous uh, attraction in uh, Edinburgh. It's uh, got part of the city underground still the way it looked back in the 1500s. So, I mean, it's a very famous venue. So my friend asked me one time, he says, why don't you get some of your friends and, you know, bring them in here to ghost hunt? And I said, but the price you charge me? And he goes, I'll do it for free. And I went, see, you see how you are? So anyway, hmm. I had uh, Premier Paranormal had set me up with another group called Anubis Paranormal in England. And I had been guests of theirs, and we went to two of the most haunted places I've ever been, the Norwich Theater and the uh, Bolton Priory in Yorkshire, which were just off the chart haunted. And uh, then, of course, I'd also gone with Scottish Paranormal. So what I decided to do was have what they call a para-unity hunt. And I don't believe that the people that are doing the para-unity hunt are really stressing the para-unity part. But what I did is I invited people from Anubis. Four of them came. Uh, we got two from uh, Scottish Paranormal and two from Premier Paranormal in Scotland. And when they got there, I said, look, we've, we've got four hours to ghost hunt, but here's the deal. Because we're going to have a para-unity hunt, for the first two hours, you can't ghost hunt with anybody on your own team. So everybody had to, you know, interact with other people, and they all ended up becoming friends, learning new techniques and everything else, and we had, we had just an absolutely fabulous time. What determines, like you mentioned, this haunted theater, what determines whether it's really haunted or not? Well, I, I think that's up to the person's judgment that's there, but we did have a very interesting thing that happened at, at Norwich, uh, this was an actual theater, like for Shakespearean things and things like that. It wasn't sure. a movie theater. Must be old, too, right? Yes, it is. And uh, we went downstairs uh, underneath the stage. And under the stage, they had half the room was blocked off with a pipe that went across the middle of the room. And on the other side was where you would pull the drapes and the electrical stuff. And we were all standing there looking around. And I looked on the other side of the pipe, and it was dark. I could see a guy standing there. So I turned around to look at Mandy, because it would have been one of her people, and her eyes were real big, and I turned my head back, and there's nobody standing there. And they couldn't have gone by me because the pipe's in the way, right? And she looked at me, and she goes, you saw him too, didn't you? And I said, yeah, I did. So, I mean, I saw a full-body apparition, I would say, no farther than five feet away from me. 
In your first book, which uh, you wrote a couple of years ago, Ghosts Believe in Me, Playing Monsters by Day, Seeking Spirits at Night, that's basically about you and the ghost hunters, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's pretty much uh, what got me started, you know, all the places I've been. I just try and, you know, tell, tell a narrative of, of how I got to where I'm doing what I am and why I think certain things happen. And the second one, though, it's about outside ghost stories. Yeah, it's it's uh, going to be a lot of uh, Scotland, Ireland. Uh, I've actually been very, very lucky to uh, be involved with uh, the Dark Zone and the Spirit Room because they do these live streams, and they have been bringing me into all these different places. And just in the last couple of years, I've been able to go to uh, the Winchester Mystery House, uh, the Glen Tavern Inn, you know, Phelps Dodge Hospital sure. down in Ajo. So, you know, I'm getting to go to a lot of these different places, you know, for the, you know, for the live stream. So then when I go over to Scotland, then I have, you know, I do nothing but ghost hunt the whole time I'm there. So, and I usually go for a month. How long does a ghost hunt last during any specific time? Well, it, it, it depends if you're with a, a group that's paying to go, which I, I prefer to go with, you know, ghost hunters that have some experience. But I do like meeting the new people, too. So uh, because when you see them, when they see something, you know, and they get so excited, that's always that's always a real cool thing. But, yeah, um, most of the time, you know, I will be in Scotland looking around. So. And Rick, when you say they're paying the ghost hunt, what are they paying for? Well, they're actually paying, you know, just for the location. Because uh, what has happened with the uh, onset of all these TV shows? Um, well, they've been people, inundated with people, right? Oh, just constantly. And uh, they all get charged, you know, certain charge to get in. So, so when you ghost hunt, do you shut down the place to the outside public, or, or are they still allowed to wander around while you're there? Oh, no. You, you, get, you shut it down, and you get... So you that's, want it to be as quiet and as dark as possible. So that's what they pay for, the, the rights to shut it down, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And, and the fact is, you know, if you're going to go somewhere and ghost hunt, and there's people walking around and talking, and the lights are on and stuff, you might as well just stay home. You know, because you're not going to get anything that you that you can use. Because even if you do get something, you have to disregard it because it could be any of the 20 people that are there talking in the background. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A. And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels. 
A Story of California Corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.